You're listening to the Creating Healthy Families podcast, a podcast designed to prompt purposeful relationships in your family. Now, here's your host, Link Taylor. All right. Hey, welcome to Creating Healthy Families. I'm your host, Link Taylor. Glad you're with us again. Hope you're doing well today and appreciate you taking a few minutes of your time to to listen to another podcast of uh, of just how we best intentionally live out our lives um, in in doing family, either whether you're a parent, uh, you're you're married, wherever you might be. I pray that today is just a time of encouragement, maybe prompting in some things in you of how you do uh, life as family. And today, uh, I'm excited about having our guest. Uh, our guest is Brandon Owen. Brandon is the campus pastor at one of our campus uh, campuses here at Brentwood Baptist Church, our Harpeth Heights campus. And, uh, but more importantly, uh, Brandon is a husband and a father of four children. So Brandon, man, glad you're with us today. Welcome. Thanks, Link. Delighted to be here. Yeah, brother. man. Glad, glad you're here. So tell us a little bit about your family. So I am married to Leslie Ann Howell Owen for 16 years now as of a couple of weeks ago and we have four children three boys uh, Howell is 11 Elliot is nine not yet he's eight Lewis turns seven next week and Hattie is three and um, yeah we're it's busy but it's yeah, just good. man you landed it you you know your kids names <laughs> you know their ages you didn't even pause you knew how age. many years you had been married I guess you got notes for this. Is that what that I did? I didn't. I remember those things well. They are meaningful to me. And uh, yeah, in my extended family, I grew up in a, a preacher's house. And uh, yeah, actually, my dad pastored the same church for 35 years. And my mom was great. And uh, I had a lot of help. And I, I came from a from a very healthy family. Yeah. And so I'm hoping well, that's to awesome. Create one. Well, that's what I want to talk today, of course, on our Creating Healthy Families podcast is talking about all things family. And, uh, and so, yeah, we, we mentioned that you're a campus pastor, your dad was a pastor, but, you know, today, as, as you and I kind of talked about kind of preparing for this time, you know, more importantly is what does it mean to be an intentional husband and father in a, in a culture that uh, continues to be, um, you know, it's more and more, uh, I guess, hostile to the gospel. Um, you know, the message of healthy family in culture looks different than maybe what Scripture says. And so, yeah, man, so that's what I kind of would love to kind of kind of pick your brain on today and let our listeners hear of, uh, of us both being in this journey right in the middle of it. We, we do not have it all figured out. Is that right? That's you, or right. Do you have it all figured out? I don't have it all awesome. figured out, man. I don't. I don't. I yeah. Wish. So I, I just want to ask a few questions. Brandon, let you talk, um, and we'll just kind of see where this goes. But um, but glad you're here with us today. Yeah. You know, just kind of out of the gate. Um, just yeah. Tell us about your family growing up. Maybe how that has impacted how and why you parent, or maybe you do family now. Yeah. Sure will. I. So. Small town. Uh, dad moved to the Nashville area right out, right out of seminary. He went to Southern uh, back in the late 70s, early 80s. So we moved in 82. I was two years old before my brothers were born to Cross Plains, Tennessee, where my parents still live. And so yeah. I saw mom and dad model a, a really healthy marriage in a lot of ways. And it was a, it was a fun house to, um, to grow up in. And some of the things I've gleaned, I'll just hit these highlights, and we'll see where it goes from here. But 
I saw dad prioritize time with his wife and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so Leslie Ann and I, um, prioritize time with, um, with one another. And that's a fun thing to do in Nashville. We live in a pretty, yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty cool pretty town here. And we, Absolutely. we, we are each other's best friend and we pray that the kids, uh, see that. So I, you, so you saw that modeled out yeah. you saw it lived out. Maybe you probably dad didn't sit down with you and say, this is why I do what I do. But you, yeah. you saw, yeah, the picture of it. That's yeah. Pretty cool. I wasn't the center of the universe yeah. as a kid. And, um, I saw my parents model that the church was of utmost importance and sure dad was employed by the, <laughs> the local church, but saw mom do that too. I mean, she, she taught Sunday school forever. She was a special education teacher in the local school, and I saw them live out kingdom principles in the way that they went about their days. And I didn't know it at the time, but looking back, I can see um, how they did that. They put um, family first, extended family. I mean, we were blessed with you know, a large family, and we spent time together when we prioritized that. Uh, we put other people when we had other people in our house it mattered how we treated others and that we spent time with others and did things for others and school was important too so these were it just wasn't all about me and my brothers growing up so we've tried to we tried to model uh that with our kids it's hard today though man this is a uh, very child-centric uh family universe out there where we see um a lot of pressure to make things about about the kids, but I know from my experience that's not going to be best um, for our kids. No, I, I love that. I think yeah, in our effort of loving our children, sometimes we elevate them above maybe a relationship with the Lord or above uh, in a in a home where you know there's uh, the, the marriage relationships still exist. Um, that the spouse relationship needs to be number you know, number one and, yeah. uh, and how we, uh, how we elevate that even above our children because a healthy relationship in the marriage is a game changer for that family. Yeah. It took, it, it, it's not hard to look back and see the emphasis my parents put on loving others. Well, beginning mm-hmm. with each other yeah, and not good. putting the kids at the center. I mean, we, I, I remember Link at some point before I graduated high school, being able to talk about high school to others. I remember saying this. I don't know where I learned it. I just gleaned it from, you know, uh, the world I lived in and the home I was in. But I remember saying to others, you know, I really feel like high school is as much about learning to get along with other people as it is even what we're learning in the classroom. And Mm -hmm. I still believe that to this day. And I'm so grateful for the emphasis that was from my home that I grew up in to to really put others before ourselves and understand that the other person's needs, wants, et cetera, are, are really superior to our own. And, I, man, I hope our kids learn that too. Yeah. But I think it's harder today than it was 30 years ago for yeah, sure. That's great. All right, second question. Um, and you can, of course, go back to the first question if something comes up uh, <laughs> in our conversation. But, you know, Brandon, man, it, um, the the pressure points that are put on us as a father and a husband um all the you know as a pastor but also just just life everything that 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 is is drawing and pulling uh in a sense for our attention how do you find balance in kind of your ports of life uh to kind of be who you need to be yeah so the first thing i'd say link is um that marriage is really hard and um 
hmm. I look at. Um, we can stop right there, man. And that's <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I, I look. exactly. Let me tell you about Leslie Ann. She's the most hardworking person I know. She's the best mother I've ever seen. Now I've, got, I've seen her mother a lot more than than, uh, than other folks, but she's incredible at it. She's an incredible nurse. Nobody thinks ill of my wife, and 16 years later, it's all that's true about her, and it's still awfully hard to live together and to love each other. Nobody gave us a manual on how to do that, and I pray every day that our kids know the reality of this yeah. and that they see us great, you know, graciously loving one another in the midst right. of how hard it is. Well, because I think, and this is, I don't know how you would define it, but you, you have this resolve in your heart, especially as as the as the husband is, uh, you know, I'm not stopping pursuing my wife. Uh, you know, there, it's hard, and sometimes we we our communication is with my wife. It's just it's just out of out of sync, and we're just not relating well at all, or communicating what I'm trying to say to make it better actually makes it worse. <laughs> but I'm I, but I have a resolve to continue moving this forward in a healthy way. Amen. And and that's huge. So once you have that, then you begin to uh in the messiness of it, yeah. you know, to get to get better at it. So yeah. I agree. I, I have had the prayer since early in our marriage and we were by some mentors of ours told that told this, given this advice, that our marriage would actually bless other marriages and other single folks mm-hmm. even before or who are never to be married. I mean, that we would actually live out what it looks like to, to, do, to do this in the messiness and for it to, to actually bless others. We've been blessed by other people's marriage, and, and part of that is having a life outside of our kids. I keep going back to that, but it's, it's involving the whole family in what we do as a family or even what Leslie Ann and I do as a couple and, and not structuring things solely around them. Case in point, yesterday we had the riveting town hall budget meeting at Harvard Heights. You know, for it was, yeah. was and, it sold uh, out. That it night? wasn't sold. It was. It was. Uh, there was. <laughs> there were some seats, but um, but Howell, our oldest, went with me just because uh, Leslie was taking the other kids somewhere else, and he stayed with me, and he and he went to the meeting, and uh, yeah, it was forty five minutes, and I I would imagine I, I was a little worried like this is going to be something that he really doesn't enjoy, but. He read the manual that, that we handed out. He, he looked at the stats. And then later that day, I heard him talking to his little brother, Elliot, who's eight, not nine. And he was telling him about the meeting. <laughs> and he was telling him about the meeting, like telling him what happened. And it was obviously something that Howell appreciated being a part of, even though it wasn't that interesting. But he liked being there with his dad and doing something that his dad does. I just don't think we have to break our backs to, <laughs> to create these environments for our kids. We can just live our lives yeah. and be about others and let them tag along with us. No, and that's good. I think it's, it's leveraging the ongoing opportunities that we have. Yeah. I think there's there's times for the kind of the out ordinary vacations or things like that. But I think it is. It, it's leveraging the, the, the natural occurrences that are happening in family. Absolutely. And, and recognizing those moments. Yeah. And don't hear me say I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say we don't ever need to, to do <laughs> things for them. I just no, I, I no, yeah, I didn't hear that all at all. Time. No, I, all but time. I think that's I think that's key. I think sometimes we only focus on those big things. But there's things that are happening throughout the day, even in budget meetings, <laughs> you know, for Absolutely. our for our kids. And so we're not telling our listeners to find the closest, nearest budget meeting maybe to go to, unless it's our campuses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, it is looking for those those opportunities Absolutely. and recognizing when they when they happen. So what what are some of the 
some of the pressure points you think that, that you feel um, or that just some husbands or fathers feel um, that are on us? Do you have identified some of those? Maybe put them in a in a categories of, of some kind. Well, I, I think even for our church families, divorce is far too easy of an option anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the stats are what they are, and it's devastating. And I, I, I just think whatever we can do to, to help wives and husbands going into these relationships understand that, that these feelings that you're feeling now is not what this is about, but this is a covenantal mm-hmm. Uh, commitment yeah. that you're making to one another and, and when it does get hard that you continue to uh, to make it with one another I, I when I taught high school um, at Brentwood Academy I remember telling the kids and Leslie and I had only been married you know, a shorter time at that point but I remember telling them that uh, something I learned from C.S. Lewis that you just, you just look around you end up walking step by step with somebody and that's the person mm-hmm. you, you choose to do the rest of your life with and those steps aren't always easy, um, but we we've been we've been walking that way together ever since, and, and I just hope um, you know I hope more families, particularly those at Harpeth Heights, can can understand that uh, that this is not something that you can bail from or you should bail from, and right. the Holy Spirit is uniquely gifting us to overcome really whatever comes in our way. And I have to be careful with how I sure. how I say that because sure. there there's some there's some 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 hurtful things that happen in marriage relationships and I certainly understand that that even Jesus seemed to lay out um, in Matthew's gospel some examples of when it might be okay to um, or even best to to separate um, when there's certainly some danger involved but I do believe link that we give up far too easily far too often yeah absolutely and I think there's you know there are those obstacles that that kind of come into any type of any type of family, especially the marriage relationship, and those obstacles may not be totally identified. Maybe they incrementally have come into the into the marriage relationship. Do you have any thoughts on what some obstacles might be that are in a marriage relationship, other than communication gaps? Is it focus? Sometimes the you know if both both spouses are working, your career becomes big, and then the eyes are off each other. It happens so easily you know it happens in the moment but then over time over years of not having in a sense eyes and leaning into each other i mean your focus is off yeah i I pray every day that 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 god will uh turn my attention and affection back toward my wife i love her so much but the busyness of life can can really can really cloud that i mean you look at we do both work and and she teaches nursing at vanderbilt and and it's a big part of who God's called her to be. So you look at a typical day, if she's at the hospital, you know, we both get home and we'll, when we get home and ha- having gotten home, we somehow figured out how to get the kids home from school. And then you've got to feed all of these kids. And these right. boys are eating a lot more than they used to. They're growing. And so you've okay. got to have enough food for everybody. And that's just tiring to, to figure out how to do that. And they don't all like the same thing ever. And so after you figure out how to feed them what they want, but also try to get them to understand they can eat something they might not really want because that's what families do, and then you get them bathed and, and, you, and you figure out uh, how to get them into bed, and then you're just really tired. And so many days go by a link where we really miss each other 
uh, after 8.30, whenever that bedtime is for your family. And, and, and I know that God's calling me in those moments to really pay attention to her and overcome yeah, how good. tired we may be so that we don't go a day without really talking. Yeah, because we give our all to other people, but the most important person in our, I mean, it, we've got to be so alert to that and to make sure that that our spouses aren't getting our leftovers at the very end of the day. Absolutely. If and you can ever, if we can ever that. figure out how to overcome this age-old truism that we treat those that love us the most the worst. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On any given day, yeah. which is bananas, but it really is a part of yeah how too many of us live. Yeah, how absolutely. I live. All right. La- last question. We've got a few minutes here to unpack this. Uh, we're talking about culture uh, and the the the, the loud messages that are f- coming from culture and we, we could spend hours unpacking this but but uh but what what are some of the steps you take to intentionally counter th- these messages that are so loud and fierce and in our face you know maybe and lead uh, kind of direct our family toward more of a biblical message of truth yeah this is a it's a great question and really uh important one obviously and one that Leslie Ann and I actually talk about and and uh, it, it it's hard to talk about because it grieves us that it's so difficult to actually um, figure out what the right steps mm-hmm. are even before I was a pastor uh, I mentioned I spent a few years teaching high school you know church was a priority and I gleaned that from my parents growing up and so so that that's 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 1a of how you how you battle this? Well, you, I'm, you I'm going to go back church. what you yeah. just said right there. It is incredibly difficult, incredibly. but that you and your wife do talk we about do it talk because about. there's so many of us, and maybe some of our listeners, because it is hard and difficult. Therefore, it's easier, of course, not to talk about it, as though it'll all just go away and eventually be better. But we have to talk about it. We have to talk about it because somebody's talking to our kids right, about exactly. yeah. about it, mm. and then they're getting messages. I mean, you, you know, the stats, billboards, uh, ads that come through their earbuds. I mean, it's just the, uh, the the way that it is. And I'm gonna, at the risk of sounding uh, pious here, I I think the the second level to this, or the, it's not a second level, but the second thing I'll mention is that they see Leslie Ann and I prioritizing study in our lives, that they see us in the Word, that they mm. that they see that that is important in how we go about navigating each of our days. Yeah, you're not just saying it. Yeah. You're not just telling them to do it. Yeah. You're, you're engaging in, in it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, so, yeah, exactly. Um, third thing is maybe silly, but we... I practice this. I call them car conversations. <laughs> it's it's when the kid, particularly the boys, Hattie's still three, so it's when the boys are captive and they ask really good questions. And um, you know, I as they ask these questions, I take them as opportunities to to explain as well as I can what their mother and I believe. And and yeah, we tell, and I, I'm 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 dogmatic on the non-negotiable stuff, and for another podcast we could talk about what those are. Right. Um, but I want them to know clearly what I believe. Now I'm not telling you that I want them. I'm not telling them what I want them to believe. Although I do want them to believe right. as I believe, but I'm telling them what I believe clearly in hopes that it'll become what they believe. I learned early on in seminary the difference between embedded and deliberative theology, and that stuck with me. And embedded theology is what we get from our parents. And what I learned from mine, and you alluded to this earlier, Link, is 
is I, I learned an embedded theology mostly from my mom and dad's example, mm-hmm. much more than, than what they told me. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that our kids uh, at least understand what their parents believe in hopes that it becomes their deliberative theology later Man, in life. I, I, I love how you say that. I've, I've heard it before as though it's, you know, our kids have borrowed faith from us, but it's not genuine in their lives. It's just a borrowed, maybe regurgitated faith. But, yeah, for it to be, for them to embrace it personally is ultimately the goal. And that scares us as parents because we, and that, that's what oftentimes, oftentimes leads us to kind of a legalistic pushing them because our fear is that they're not, they're not going to embrace it. And yeah. Link, I want, I want our kids to know what Leslie Ann and I are for. Yeah, absolutely. Much more than what we're against. And we've probably heard that before. But if they see us take the opportunity to define that, but really also live it out, um, I think I think they have a good chance of at least understanding what we are for. And I and I want that to be clear, man. I pray so hard for that to be clear, uh, coming from our lives, um, for our kids to see that they would that, that we're for Jesus, that we're for kindness, that we're for justice, that we're for hard work, that we're for the church. And those are the things that much more than what we're against. Yeah. that they would be able to define this is what my parents are, are for, and, and we saw them live that way. Man. Well, Brandon, man, I appreciate your time today. Thanks for, for coming in and, man, for being transparent, um, you know, to understand for any any of us, for myself, for listeners, to hear from others just the reality that it's tough. we gotta st- we got to stick with it. And so, so I just want to challenge our listeners. I mean, some things that uh, – that Brandon maybe had said today, maybe some prompted some things uh, in in your family, uh, maybe some intentionality, uh, maybe recognizing, yeah, that's me too. Um, I need to sit down with, with our with a spouse tonight, or maybe my children, and maybe hash out some things or whatever it might be. Um, it just as we kind of turn it back to your home, my prayer is as we usually always do on this podcast is as I my encouragement to you is write down two to three actionable steps either do it now or if you're riding in the car do it as soon as you stop just write down two to three tonight or tomorrow I'm going to do these things from something that that you heard in this podcast and uh and my prayer is that um that you'll begin to to kind of uh just kind of move forward in in intentionality in your family because we're we literally are are all in this uh, united doing family together and so, but I do appreciate appreciate your time today. Thanks for being with us, and don't forget wherever you are as a family is a good place to start. Thank you for being with us, and see you next time. 